Father, Lord, you're so wonderful to us. We're so thankful, Lord, that we can come and give you glory and give you honor and give you praise. Tonight, Lord, we just want to say, Lord, we're thankful that you've called us into this marvelous light. Lord, we're so thankful you didn't leave us where you found us, Lord, but there was a word that was spoken on our behalf. Lord, that we was in your mind before the foundation of the world. Lord, you brought us, Lord, this far, and you've not brought us this far to leave us. You haven't taught us to swim, to let us drown. But, Lord, you brought us to this place that we could be victorious through the power of the blood of Jesus Christ. And Lord, tonight we just ask that you would come and you would minister to our hearts, that you would speak to us. Lord, that you would come and just touch our lives once again by your presence and by your touch of your grace and mercy. Lord, you see the hands that were lifted, the needs that are represented. Father, you know those needs. You know those things that we go through in life. You know the very things that we've dealt with, even on the way to church this evening, many of us, Father. Things, just life, Lord. And, but we ask that we can just put that aside, and Lord, and just let your presence just surround us, Lord, and touch us and minister to us, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Let's turn to Genesis chapter 1 in our Bibles, if you would. Amen. Also, 2 Corinthians 3 and verse 2. Amen. Amen. I, I was just today listening on the podcast of song, Is He Worthy? And my, just got caught up. And uh, I just want to say thank you to, the, first off, the singers and those that given, the young people that's given of yourself to to give honor and glory to our Lord who is worthy. And then also to those who record it and put it on there. It's such a blessing. Amen. Is it a blessing to you to have that? And amen. To have that, that wonderful singing. And, and uh, it's just a, a place, that, uh, something that will just allow you to let go and let the Lord fall around you. It means a lot. Genesis chapter 1 and verse 1, it says, In the beginning... God created the heaven and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved on the face of the waters, and God said, let there be light, and there was light, and God saw the light, that it was good, and God divided the light from the darkness. Also, 2 Corinthians 3 and verse 2 says, ye are our epistles are our epistle written in our hearts, known and read of all men? For as much as ye are manifestly declared to be the epistle of Christ, ministered by us, written, written not with ink, but with the Spirit of the living God, not in tables of stone, but in fleshly tables of heart. And such trust have we through Christ to Godward. Not that we are sufficient of ourselves to think anything of ourselves, but our sufficiency is of God, who also has made us able ministers of a new testament, not of the letter, but of the spirit, 
For the letter killeth, but the Spirit giveth life. Amen. We'll let you be seated this evening. I just would like to take a few moments and speak to you on the word manifested. The word manifested. You know, as we read here in Genesis, and we read from this scripture several times in the last few few times we spoke, but it, it speaks, you know, talking about God as he would begin to create and bring the creation into being. You know, and, and, and what brought, what really brought the power or what brought the, um, was the manifestation of his word. You know, he could have said, let there be, let there be, let there be. But when that, when that sun began to burn and that light began to dawn, amen, it was the very manifestation or the display of God's word. It was, it was uh, this manifest means to display or to demonstrate. It means to make alive. Amen. And I, I believe that as he began to speak, could you imagine saying something, you know, I mean, this was God, but in a man's thinking, begin to speak, let there be light. And there was not even a concept of light. There was nothing but darkness. There was nothing but void and everything. But God looked beyond all of that because he knew what his word would, 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 would bring forth. Amen. And, and that, that word manifested means to be made alive, to brought to life, to be vindicated. And that sun there hanging today is still yet the vindicated word of God. It's the manifested word of God. And, and you know, in the word and the, or it means the word or the mechanics be made alive by the dynamics of the spirit. Amen. It's the letter coming off of paper. It was, uh, it was the words that were spoke that actually was coming off the, as we would say, paper or the mind of God as he had something in his mind. You can turn these down a bit. He had something in his mind and he knew exactly what that sun was to look like, what it was to do, how many billions of years or how many thousands, whatever years that it would burn or, or, and, and, and what heat it would do. He knew exactly where the earth had to be. He was taking it out of his mind mind and into manifestation. And when it came into manifestation, then the sun could come in full power. It could come in full benefit and it would begin to burn upon the earth and it began to draw out the darkness and the, and the dampness and the gloominess and all those things and begin to shine light where light had never shone before. And this is what the word does. The word is there as far as a letter. And we can say we have the word, we have the word, we have the word, but we don't want just the word. We want the word manifested. We want the word alive, amen, and it takes the spirit or the dynamics to bring the mechanics to life. So we don't want a dead creed, we want a living word. We don't want a dead God, we want a living God. We don't want a God of history, we want a God of today, amen. And I believe we have a God of today. I believe we have a living word, amen. And so, you know, amen, it's not just the word, but the living or the manifest or the dynamic word, amen. So, and we would look at that healing is the manifested word. Amen. Salvation is the manifested word, just like the Son. Salvation is the manifested word because he had a letter there, written there thousands of years ago that said, by his stripes you are healed. But amen, it's, it's nothing but dead letter until that letter becomes life living inside of you. Amen. And, and it's so the joy of the Lord is manifested word. The spiritual gifts of God are the manifested word. The fivefold ministry is the manifested 
manifested word. You are the manifested word. Well, you know, you say, well, we got the word, but it's got to be the word living, amen, alive, breathing, amen, breathing out into our life. And Brother Brandon would say, you know, he said, we don't believe in saying hell in the pulpit anymore. He said, oh, mercy, blah, hum. We need men of God, men who won't hold back. He said, now, everybody can't be a preacher, but we got a voice. He said, if you can't preach the people a sermon, if you're a preacher, you call the pulpit to preach, but if not, you're still a preacher but you live the people a sermon. Amen. He said, let your sermon be lived. It's the voice of God that'll bring a reproach to those who reject it. They say, no one can put a finger on his life or her life. He said, if there ever was a man of God or a woman, that's sure that see you're living your sermon. That word is becoming manifested. Amen. Don't try to preach to them if you're not called to be a preacher. You'll ruin yourself. He said, but just live your sermon. He said, a preacher's called to preach it, but he's also called to live it. He said, if you can't live it, then stop preaching it. He said, but you're supposed to live your service, your sermons. He said, all right. Here was voices. He said, how we need in Jeffersonville, and I'll say in Minden or in Louisiana, thousands of lived or alive or living voices manifested voices, the thunder of God thundering out in holiness and purity and undefiled lives walking around in the earth today without a blemish. Yes, sir, real Christian, that's the thunder against the enemy. Amen. The devil don't care how loud you can holler. The devil don't care how much you can jump or how much you can do this. What hurts the devil is to see that sanctified, holy life, consecrated, that manifested word. Amen. Consecrated to God. Say anything to him. Call him anything. That's the thunder that shakes the devil. It's a manifested word. It ain't but the Bible said this or the Bible said that. It is God that is living in my life. And the same one that walked 2,000 years ago is now in a body again. It's a manifested word. Amen. Just as he 2,000 years ago would look at that devil and call him anything he wanted to call him. What was it? It wasn't just a scripture anymore or just a scroll somewhere on a shelf. But now it was living in a body. And now the power of God could operate. Amen. And I'm looking at a body tonight. Not just a one-man body, but a multi-member bride. Not just in this church, but churches all over this world. Not in just this country but in countries all over this world and what it is a living breathing body of God and it's shaking the devil hallelujah it's a manifested word he said I will have a church just as he said let there be he said I will have a church and now that church is standing upon the earth hallelujah Hey man, you know, but he says, he, he's talking about this, about his life. And he says, you know, when the spirit of God began to speak to me and tell me not to drink or smoke or defile my body, there'll be a work for me to do and go down through life. Try to, I try to live a, be a gentleman, but so many misunderstood me because I didn't drink like the rest of the Branhams. I have no idea. He said, I, but I see, he said, I think that God was preserving this for his people that they might be, might benefit by it. I'm mean, glad to be a beneficiary. 
I could figure no other way because by nature I was the other way. So all my people drink and so forth. He says, but see, later on it would come to me and it would speak to me and tell me things that were going to happen. And I, I just tried to stay away from it. And after my conversion, my own church in the Baptist church, I took it to some of the ministers and so forth. And they advised me to stay away from it. He said, never have nothing to do with it. It's wrong. See, if anything comes to you, he said, them days of the supernatural or over that's on the other side said we live by the word this is what their his church was saying it back at the baptist church we live by the word the supernatural days are over again he said but i read one day with a letter killeth but the spirit giveth life Hallelujah. Amen. And that is what the spirit of God is doing to the church in this day. It's giving them life. It's given them boldness. It's given us an unction, amen, to stand against the wiles of the devil. That's the Spirit of God crying out against the things that goes on in lives. What is it? It is the Spirit of God. And we have to have that Spirit in our church. It's not just Word. It's Word and Spirit. He said, I would have those that would worship me in spirit and in truth. Amen. So it takes two wings to get this bird off the ground. Hallelujah. So if one of of them's missing, we're not going nowhere. We're just going to go around in circles. Amen. We can be all spirit and and jump and be a bunch of emotion, but that's not what we want either. We have to have the truth as well. But then we go over here to the truth and we got the word and we do away with emotion and the spirit and the anointing and all those things. Amen. But it has to take both of these to get us off the ground. Hallelujah. But that son is the manifested word of God vindicated. And thereby it stands up every day defying darkness. Holding darkness back. Holding coldness back. Dreariness being driven back by the spoken word of God every day. Manifested word of God every day. When the, and that same thing happened when the SON rose. God came on the earth. The word had been written. But if it had never came on earth as a human. It would have never been nothing but a bunch of dead letter. Right. 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 Isaiah 53 wouldn't have any power. It would be nothing but dead letter. By his stripes I'm healed. But he never came. It's not in force. But when he came and he lived it and it became the word manifested, then it made that word enforce. It made that word declare and when it declares, it has a power behind it. Hallelujah. And and what was it? He stood there as a written, manifested word. He lived, as he lived, as it lives, he became what he said it would, he would be. And it made it, made it manifest. And he stood against the darkness. He stood against the unbelief. He stood against the evil spirits that had ruled man since the fall. He stood against the original religious sects of the day. He, the manifested word, withstood the darkness of his day and he separated light from darkness hallelujah amen how many said God doesn't do that no more yet he said God still does it how many said it was just for the prophet's day but he said I am he who the prophet spoke about he was declaring or manifesting or being making known the very works of God 
It's what John 1.18 said. No man has seen God at any time but the only begotten Son, which is the bosom of the Father. He hath declared Him. Amen. That was the Son there. And now the S-U-N and now the S-O-N. But He's also risen again in our day. Hallelujah. Declaring the same works. That we could be written epistles read of all men and have the same life of Christ living on the inside of us. Doing the same works. Manifesting the same things. It don't matter how much darkness comes or how much gloom comes or how much impossibility it seems. There's somebody standing on the earth saying, he's still alive. He still lives. He's still the same yesterday, today, and forever. And manifesting the word of God. But just as Elohim, the self-existent one, before he even became God, an object of worship, had the sun, the moon, the stars, or the whole world, the universe in his mind, you were also there. Hallelujah. You were also there. Oh my, listen to this. The manifested word, he said in very... Plain language. I love plain. I like plain language. The true bride of Christ was in the mind of God eternally. Amen. Though not expressed unto each came forth in the designated decreed season. And we're here in our season. In our decreed season. And as each member come forth, it became expressed and took its place in the body. Thus, this bride is the literal spoken word seed bride. He said, let there be. And sun came forth. Moon came forth. Stars came forth. What was he doing? He was writing his first Bible. Amen. But they just didn't want it written in the sky. And so what happened? He brought it down to paper, but that's not where he wanted it written. Amen. He wants it to bring it down to flesh. Hallelujah. He wrote the Son of God in the stars. He wrote the Virgin Mary there. But that's not where he wanted it to be. He wrote it here on the Bible, in the Word of God in this letter. But that's not where he wanted it to be. He wants it to be made manifest. Therefore, it can have power. Hallelujah. So just as he said, let there be... And it's so, the spoken word said, I will have a church. And I haven't seen the devil make the sun stop shining yet. I haven't seen him make a star not be able to give the light that it was supposed to give for the length that God had ordained it to do. He hasn't taken one out as far as I know. Amen. I haven't seen him be able to take the moon and take it out of its orbit or the earth and take it out of its orbit and the, and the sun and the stars and how it all works perfectly and in harmony. Amen. Designed by a great designer and Satan can't do nothing about it. Hallelujah. Neither have I seen him taking this spoken word bride down through seven churches. He tried to burn it. He tried to kill it. He tried to destroy it. But she's marching on. Because it's thus saith the Lord and the devil can't do nothing about it. 
Hallelujah. And that song that came up this morning declaring the manifested word of God. It is speaking about you. It is speaking about me. The devil can't hide it. Oh, he might do it temporary and bring some clouds over it, but the sun's still there. Hallelujah. He may try to cover you up with a bunch of muck and mud of this world, but it was only temporary. Amen. The seed was still there. It was there before the foundation of the world, and he can't do nothing about it. Hello, somebody. Why don't you look that devil in the eye and say, devil, you can't do nothing about me being here. I have been spoke. This is my decree season. Hallelujah. Amen. In very plain language. Hallelujah. I'm glad he put it in English where we can understand it. Turn it up a little bit, buddy. Sorry. Amen. Literal spoken word, bride. See, bride, and though she's the feminine in designation, she's also called the body of Christ. It's very apparent that she ought to be called that, for she's predestinated in him. She came from the same source. Mercy. Was eternal with him and now manifesting God, manifest making God alive in a many-membered body. Whereas once God was manifested in one member, our Lord Jesus Christ. So he's now not just one, he's many. Well, the devil's in trouble. Because that one turned his kingdom upside down. Now there's many. What's the devil going to do? Amen. He says, so here we come to a conclusion as the eternal Logos, God was manifest in the Son. And in Jesus dwelt all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. And that eternal one was the Father manifested in the flesh, thereby gained the title of Son. Even so we, eternal in his thoughts, in our turn, become the many-membered spoken word seed manifested in the flesh and these eternal thoughts now manifest in the flesh are these sons of God even as we are so called we did not become seed by the rebirth we were seed therefore we were reborn for only elect can be reborn hallelujah so that muck was not who you was you just happened to be in the muck but the muck was not you Hallelujah. He said when the eagle came over looking after his eagle, he said, notice the eagle never was a chicken. He was always an eagle. Oh, hallelujah. Don't let that devil tell you you was once his son. You never was his son. Don't let that devil tell you you was once his daughter. You was never his daughter. Hallelujah. He says, now hold this real carefully. Amen, let me back up and say, because we were seed, that's the reason we can be quickened. In non-seed, there's nothing to quicken. If it ain't a seed ordained to life, you can pour all the spirit on it or the water on it, and it won't come to life. That's what he called it. He said the spirit was. He said it was the moisture that would bring the spirit, the seed to life. We want moisture. Amen. That's what he said they wouldn't want. He said they wouldn't want those screaming, hollering, snotting, Acts 2.38 believers. They don't want that moisture. They want a dry-eyed confession. I believe the message. That's not the word made manifest. 
That's not going to shake the devil. I believe I be- the devil believes. Let me, let me tell you something. There ain't a, a person that has left this message that could talk the devil into that this message ain't real. But the devil can talk them into it. But the devil knows. There ain't, a, there ain't a person that could ever talk the devil. I mean, he might try to deny it or whatever, but the, he, he knows deep down who Jesus was. Even when, the, even when the religious sect of that day didn't know who he was, and they just called him Beelzebub, and <laughs> ain't, that, ain't that ironic? And here's the devil said, I know who you are. Why did you come to torment me before my time? He knew who he was. Amen. And the devil knows what this message is. Amen. Amen. So, but in non-seed, there's nothing to quicken. Oh, they might say, I believe, but that's only, that's only a step that I'm talking about being manifested, alive, real, living, breathing. He said, hold this carefully. Redeem means to buy back. It restores it to the original owner. So he's trying to tell you who your original owner was. God, by his death, the shed blood brought us back, his, bought back his own. He brought back the spoken word seed bride. My sheep hear my voice, a word, they follow me. You always were a sheep. Man, I love just rubbing that right in the devil's face. I always was a sheep. You never were a pig or a dog turned into a sheep. Hallelujah. That's impossible for every kind of life produces the same kind. There's no change in species. As we were in the thoughts of God and then expressed in flesh, there had to come a day when we'd hear His voice, the Word, and hearing that voice become aware that it's our Father calling us and recognize that we are sons. Not becoming sons, we are sons. We heard his voice and cried out as the prodigal son, Save me, O my father, for I am returning to you. Oh, don't you remember when you heard that voice? When you realized I never was a chicken. I never was a dog. I never was a pig. I never was a drunkard. I never was a sex slave. That's not who I was. Who I was goes beyond, far back before all of that. Before time began, I was in the mind of God. And his word said, let there be. And I came forth in my decreed season. Hallelujah. Amen. The word, the bride, the manifested word stands just as the sun and defies Darkness. Now, someone, he said, someone told me the other, day, the other day, Brother Branham preached the gospel. He said, a very noted radio evangelist. We belong to the same church. And he said, Brother Branham, while you're on the west coast, the coast there, preach the gospel. I said, I do, doctor. He said, not that divine healing. Preach the word. I, I said, the word is what I preach. He said, look, Brother Branham, the gospel is the word of God. I said, not altogether, brother. 
That sounds confusing. But the Bible said the gospel came to us not in word only, but in power and demonstration of the Holy Ghost. So to preach the word, he says, the letter killeth, but the spirit giveth life. Amen. It's got to be. Jesus said, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Then interpret it in Bible form means to go in the world, into the world and demonstrate. Make make it live. Make it alive. Demonstrate the power of the word. Amen. By the Holy Ghost and these signs shall follow them that believe. He said, today we say, what signs? We go to church. We pay our dues. We treat our neighbors right. That's wonderful, but that ain't what Jesus said do. Amen. Jesus said, these signs shall follow them that believe. This is what he said do. In my name, they shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. They shall drink deadly things. Lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. That's the signs that Jesus said do. And he said, our ministry has changed it over and said, oh, there's a real believer. I tell you, he loves the Lord. He goes to church every Sunday. He pays his tithes. He treats the neighbor right. He says, that's just moral acts. The Holy Spirit in the man demonstrates or manifests or makes alive the power of the supernatural. That's what makes him a believer. Hello, somebody. It's God vindicating he's a believer. Jesus said, these signs shall follow them that believe. He says, now the gospel is not altogether the word or just the word he says this is the word of God all things must be based upon the word but Jesus said go in ye into all the world and preach the gospel notice he did not say teach the word he said preach the gospel so the gospel consists, consists more than teaching the word for Paul confirming that said the gospel came to us not, came to us not only in word only, but through power. What is that? Demonstrations of the Holy Spirit that could come and demonstrate the gospel and bring the word to a living reality. He said, if you just receive the word by knowing the word, that doesn't do you any good. That's a direct quote. If you just receive the word by knowing the word, that doesn't do you any good. The letter killeth, but the spirit giveth life. Then you must be born again. Then the Holy Spirit quickens the word to you. Amen. So in order to preach the gospel, before you can make it a gospel preach, he said, then you have, to the, you have to have the power, the demonstration of the Holy Spirit to prove it's the gospel. The letter killeth, but the Spirit maketh alive. So it's not just a ritualistic affair. It's an absolutely a real living reality of the resurrection of Jesus Christ living among men. And that's the faith I'm trying my best to contend for today. That Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And his power is unlimited. 
If you can limit God, you can limit Christ. And if you limit the church today in its possibilities, you are limiting God. Hello, somebody. So you take the gifts out, you're limiting God. You take the five-fold ministry out, you're limiting God. You take the Spirit of God out, you're limiting God. Amen. Make it nothing but a bunch of cold creed and dogmas. That's not what we want. It's not what we're going to be. We're going to have the moisture in our church. We're going to have the, we're going to have the mechanics, but we're also going to have the dynamics. What, what good is that car out there you drove up in if there ain't no dyna- dynamics to make it move? Well, I got a Toyota, Toyota, I got a Ford, Chevrolet, whatever your favorite pick is. They're all limited. And I ain't talking about limited editions. They're all limited. <laughs> They're all going to have a point of death. You can say, well, I drive this and I drive that. They're all going to die. But what good does it? Ha- ha- what good is it? To have it painted fresh, polished up, I got a car, 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 well, make it drive. Well, I, 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 don't, I don't have, it, it, won't, it, won't, it won't crank up. <laughs> what good is it? Who wants that? How long would you keep a car like that? If, you could, if, you, if it looked like a car, smelled like a car, had wheels like a car, had a motor like a car, had seats like a car, had a whatever uh, radio like a car, steering wheel like a car, but it didn't go anywhere. It couldn't do, it wouldn't even make a noise. Wasn't no sound coming from it. You could push the gas pedal and you could act like you're going somewhere, but you knew deep down I'm not going nowhere. We can, we can act like it and we can just get in there and, and somebody can run by you with some painted pictures of the Grand Canyon or something. <laughs> but you're not going anywhere. You're not even spinning your wheels. It's a boat anchor. It's something that you could throw in the lake maybe and fish could use it or something. It's worthless as far as being a car. You might can store some stuff in it. Old relics of the past and old relics of this or that and the other. You can, you can store some stuff in it, but it won't go nowhere. It has to have the dynamics. And I'm, I'm afraid many times people have this and they got, we got the word and we got the word. It looks like the word, sounds like the word, but it don't go nowhere. But we store old relics in it. Well, God used to do that, and God used to do that. Listen, we're not interested in what God used to do. We know what He used to do. But if God used to do it, He does it now. And what He does now makes the car go down the road. And what God does now, He still anoints those who speak in tongues, He still gives discernment. The Word is the discerner. Don't take that out of the church. You're stripping the wheels off. You're stripping the power out. You limit God, you limit Christ. If you limit the church today and its possibilities, you limit God. I don't ever want to be guilty of limiting Him in any service. But all things whatsoever you desire, when you pray, believe you receive them, and you shall have them. He said that. 
I believe it, and I know it's the truth. He said, but here's one thing. I found the people with a living faith. He said, what happened? They absolutely caught hold of something. God out there that gives them a new birth, that puts God into the person, and that makes him where he can believe in the supernatural. So if you got somebody that don't believe in the supernatural, you got somebody that don't have a new birth. If you got somebody that's questioning the authority of the prophet, you got somebody that hadn't been born again. Because the Spirit of God never denies the Word of God. Amen. He says, if you're not born again, you don't believe in the supernatural. You, can't, you won't go nowhere. Your car's not going down the road. He said, if you do not believe in the supernatural, you've not been born again. Because when you're born again, you, you are a son of God. And being a son of God, you have the nature of God. And then you take on the things and you want to see the moving of God and see God move because you're his son. And you've been made in his image and you're born of his spirit. You're part of him. Then you have faith for anything. Jesus said, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every nation. Now listen to see whether that's right or not. Preach the gospel to every nation. That's the United States. That's the world over. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. He that believeth not shall be damned. These signs shall follow them that believe in my name. They cast out devils, speak with new tongues, take up serpents, drink deadly things, lay their hands on the sick. They shall not harm them. You know, I was listening to a tape today. Brother Branham was talking about a woman that had, had her son felt he was called to the gospel. And so she would do, try to provide the best that she could for him. She sent him to a seminary. And, and, and while he was away, she got real sick. Some kind of pneumonia. Doctors had given her up. But down the road, there was a little church that happened to believe in prayer. And they began to pray. And while they was praying, the Spirit of God fell in that church and said, Somebody in such and such house... Hello, somebody. Somebody in such and such house is sick and they need, their, need to go lay hands on them. So they go knock on her door and they say, hey, this is what happened. We was down there praying. The Lord spoke to us in our, our service and said, somebody in this house is sick and need prayer. She said, it's me. She said, well, we, they said, well, we believe Mark 16, where they shall lay hands upon the sick and they shall recover. She said, well, if it's the word of God, I believe it too. Lay your hands on me and pray. They laid their hands on her. In just a few moments, she was completely healed. And her son in the seminary had gotten a call that his mother's real sick. And just a few days later, he gets a letter of her healing. So when he got through his seminary, seminary he comes home and he said, Mom, I said, I, I just didn't know what happened. You know, this is the day before text and cell phones, of course, and, and things that instantly happened. But so a couple of whatever later, he comes home and here she is. He said, what happened? He said, you sent a letter. I heard news that you was dying. And just a few days later, I got a lovely letter saying you was healed. Tell me the story. And she told him what had happened and how they believed in Mark 16 and he said oh mama we learned in, the, in, in theology school and seminary that that's uninspired didn't bother her none she said hallelujah he said what's wrong with you mama and he said I just got to thinking if God can do that with the uninspired word what can he do with the inspired word hallelujah hallelujah what was it it was the manifested word it was a living word with somebody who believed in the supernatural. My name they shall cast out devils, speak with new tongues. This is Jesus' words. 
take up serpents, drink deadly things, lay their hands on the sick, and they shall recover. He didn't say go teach the word. He said go preach the word. He never did commission go teach the word. He said go preach the word. The word is the beginner or the forerunner of the gospel. The word goes out and the gospel of the power of the demonstration of God follows the word to make that word manifest. It's liar. It's, it's truth. But then there's a spirit that follows it. Hallelujah. This is what he said when a minister preaches. He said, if it's the word of God. He said, when the word of God is spoke, he said, the spirit of God follows it and goes to bring it to the people. To bring it to pass. Hallelujah. Amen. He said, maybe there was someone who wouldn't believe in divine healing. He said, I wonder what you think of this. The first commission that Jesus gave the church was to heal the sick. To raise the dead. To cleanse the leper. To cast out devils. Freely as you receive, freely give. That's the first commission ever given to the church. Not only the apostles. You say, well, that was just the apostles. He said, I beg your pardon. He said, Philip, not an apostle. He was just down in Samaria, casting out some devils, healing some lunatics, joy and shouting and screaming, going on to the city down there. He wasn't an apostle. He was a deacon. He wasn't even a preacher. He had signs following to demonstrate the power of God is preaching the gospel. He said, go into all the world and demonstrate the power of the gospel. The first words that he spoke to the disciples, the last commission was to heal the sick. All the way to the last commission was to heal the sick. From the first words to the last words. Heal the sick. Cast out devils. Go into the world. Preach the gospel. He that believeth not to you all. He that believeth and baptized shall be saved. He that believeth shall, not, shall be down. And what is it? And. And is a conjunction. These signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils. That was the last words Jesus said on this earth. The last words that mortals ever heard fall from his lips as the ascension, as he commissioned them to heal the sick and cast out devils. They said that would be the sign that the gospel was being preached. Hallelujah. Well, we got the word, 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 but is the sick being healed? I say, yes, it is. Is the lame walking? I say, yes, it is. Hallelujah. Is hair coming back? Oh, yes, it did. Is glory being returned to the church? Yes, it is. Is hell shaking? Yes, it is. Hallelujah. Oh, my. He said, see, when you drop across the sea yonder in other countries, they, say, you, they come and say, I'm a missionary. He said, they're sick and tired of such stuff. Come over there and teach them some new theology. They, they, they know the Bible. He said, we don't care about, they, they, told, they said, we don't care for missionaries and some new theology. What we want is somebody to make the word of God alive and speak it. That's what the world needs today. Is the manifestation of the Holy Ghost. The resurrected Jesus Christ putting his being in the power in the church. That's what the world's wanting to see. Oh, hallelujah. No matter how fundamental, how your theology, how you've been trained through the Bible, if God doesn't vindicate it, it's wrong. You're wrong. The letter killeth, but the spirit maketh life. 
He said, we was told by the authorities, some of the great authorities from India, don't come over here saying we're missionaries. We got all your tracks. We know more. We know about it. They had religion even before America was even formed. They had Jesus Christ. They said, what we want is somebody who can make the word manifest. We want to see a living God. I believe that's a real cry in hearts and even in this day to see a living God. They've seen enough of church creeds and church dogmas and church politics. They've seen enough of, I've seen enough of it. We want to see something that lives and breathes and then alive in a body. And it's a body not made with hands. It's a body spoken by the word of God. Hallelujah. Made manifest. He says he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. The Bible said he's a high priest that can be touched by the feelings of our infirmities. Christ never said go into the world and teach the word. The Bible doesn't say that. He said go into all the world and preach the gospel. Not teach the word, preach the gospel. The letter killeth. And what he's meaning, he's not meaning about a God-called teacher. The teachers are in the five-fold ministry. It's part of the signs. It's part of the manifested word. Well, what he's talking about, teach, is just to give them a new learned behavior. Well, this is how we do it, and this is what our church believes. And this is, you know, we're not, if we do that, we're not doing nothing more than what the Baptists do. That's not what we're doing. We want people born again. Listen, you get somebody born again, you don't have to teach them how to walk right, live right, act right. You don't have to. I don't care where they are. They can be in Africa. They can be in Japan. They can be wherever. If you get them born with the Spirit of God, you don't have to teach them a way of, a way of life. It's the Spirit of God. and It'll act in them just as it did in Paul, just as it did in Peter, just as it did in Brother Branham, just as it did in us, does in us. Why do we have to teach or preach or say things about clothes or say things about makeup or say things? Why do we have to do that? Because we still got people that ain't born again. If they're born again, they wouldn't do such things. Hello, somebody. It ain't about going and teaching something. You're not coming here to learn something as far as intellectually understanding. It's by revelation, and only the Spirit of God can give that to you. He says, we went, he said, maybe you went and taught the Word and made it suit your own program, but what is the gospel? The gospel came not in Word only, but through power and demonstrations of the Holy Spirit. Amen. He said, what is the gospel? The word gospel means the good news. Good news is in the Bible, but the Bible is the letter. The letter killeth and the spirit giveth life. Paul said the gospel come not through word only, but through the power and manifestation of the Holy Spirit. Notice the only way that the gospel can be preached then would be to manifest the power of the Holy Spirit. Then what's the next quotation? And conjunction, these signs shall follow them that believe. Not these signs may follow or ought to follow. They shall follow. Then strictly speaking, a man cannot qualify himself as a believer until this has happened. No church has a right of calling themselves a believing church until these signs has followed them. 
Hallelujah. So we don't want just part of the word. We want all of the word. We don't want just part of the equation. We want all of the equation. We want spirit and truth. We want dynamics and mechanics. Amen. Both spirit and truth. When they come together, what does it do? It brings total deliverance to the people of God. It brings a quickening. It brings a, it brings a power that breaks the hold of darkness. Oh, hallelujah. That's why the devil tries to get us on one side or the other. But word, 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 dead letter, spirit, 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 fanatical. But when you bring both the mechanics and the dynamics, it'll lift this church off the ground. Amen. Into the sky, bringing a total deliverance. Listen, I'm not just wanting to believe this for a partial deliverance. Listen, healing is just a partial deliverance. It's a temporary deliverance. Hello, did I? It's a temporary thing. You'll get sick again. You'll get a cold, get the flu, get cancer, whatever. Amen. It's a temporary thing. What we're longing for and what we're looking for is not a temporary deliverance. Amen. I want eternal deliverance. I want a body that won't grow old anymore. I want a body that ain't decaying and dying every day. I want a body that'll live throughout the eternities. And that word will be made manifest in somebody. Might as well be me. Hallelujah. How many else are going to take it? Word manifested. This is what he said. In John 1, 1, he said, In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. And the same was in the beginning with God. All things were made him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehendeth it not. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. The same came for a witness to bear witness of the light that all men through him might believe. He was not that light, but he was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. He was the world. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. He came to his own, and his own received him not. But as many have received him. Hello, as many as received him, I receive him today. I receive everything that he has. If he's got healing, I receive it. If he's got deliverance, I want it. Amen. If he's got joy, that's mine. If he's got peace, that's mine. To many as received him, to them. How many are them that I gave he power? Oh, hallelujah. This ain't a power that you worked up or you done something to do. He gave it to you. Just the same as he gave that sun power to shine through the darkest of the dark of the dark and bring forth light. He gave you power to live in the darkest of ages. Hallelujah. To shine out a light and say Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. To shine out a light that says there is a worship that's true and holy. To shine out a light that says there is a life that can live above reproach. Hallelujah. 
To them gave he power to become the sons of God. Even to them that believe on his name, which were born not of blood, nor of the will of flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Oh, hallelujah. You were born because it was God's will for you to be born. He decreed it. He said you would be here. Just as he said, let there be. And there it is. You saw him. He saw the sun today. It's standing as a testimony that what he decrees comes to pass. People want to go along their their life and act like they never see God. They don't have to look very far to see him. He stands there as that sun. Psalmist David, as we read it, said he... As the bridegroom coming out of his chamber, rising, pushing back darkness, pushing back anxiety, pushing back spooky feelings, pushing it all back so that light can shine. And the word was made flesh, manifested, and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. I had to put this in. I was listening to this tape today. The Bible said we're made, we're made of light. Inside of us is cosmic light. A cosmic light is a light that when you take an x-ray with, the x-ray doesn't come from the x-ray light. It comes from your own light. He says, then if that cosmic light, say, would be pushed to a place to where there's no cosmic light anymore, but eternal light. He said, God could dwell supremely to do our thinking, to do our walking, to do our talking. Then it's no longer man. It's God in the man. God manifested. Now, he's got light, life. Eternal life is the light of God that dwells in man. And if he would yield, if he would yield to the spirit more he becomes unman, unman sinner like and becomes more godlike. He said, Here not long ago they took an x-ray of a man praying for a sick man. Reader's Digest wrote it up, found out a ray of light was coming from one man, not all of them, but from one man's hand reflected a ray of light when they put a piece of lead foil between the man's hand. I guess you read it yourself. He said in England they turned the they, they turned the healers, they call them, loose in all the hospitals. And there was 80% more healing done by divine healing than medical cures had performed. Reader's Digest picked it up over here. That was in Newsweek and Reader's Digest and such. He said they find that there was a ray of light. And when this man sincerely, not knowing what they were doing, put his hand upon a man and prayed an earnest prayer, they was put in the x-ray and found a light coming from his hand. Oh, hallelujah. God knew what he was talking about when he said they shall lay hands upon the sick And they shall recover. He knew what he was speaking of. And he said, oh, I want to see the church press into that place where it can come like God wants it to be. Then when God was made flesh, manifested, and became the Messiah, then if we can yield ourselves, hmm, manifested to be the anointed like he was, we become Messiahs. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Little lights. 
Amen. He said, he's the one who lighteth every man that cometh into the world. Little lights. That's what the church is supposed to be. Lights. Little anointed ones. Word and spirit. Anointed ones. That's God's church. He's standing light in the light of Messiah. Risen Christ to his people. The anointed ones carrying forth his light into all the church ages. Somehow, Sometimes it almost goes completely out. Then it comes back again. God anointed one. God Messiah church. It's, if Messiah means anointed one, it means king. Then if the church is anointed by the Messiah spirit, it becomes a lesser but still a Messiah. Because he has... He, he, has his light it has his light it's reflecting his power it's reflecting his glory it's reflecting his dominion hallelujah and as he manifested himself he went everywhere casting out spirits discerning hearts hello somebody he went out doing that and we are now to be what messiahs anointed by the same anointing And if we're anointed by the same anointing, we'll have the same power. We'll have the same vindication. We'll have the same works. We'll have the same signs flowing throughout the body. Mm, Hallelujah. He said, it's true. God called Messiahs. Oh, hallelujah. God called us. And we are now kings and priests. Like Jesus was God's high priest, we become a lesser priest. God in the fullness dwelt in him, shine forth the expression of God to the world, manifesting himself. For God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself. And as God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself, God comes into the church and he anoints him some messiahs. The same things he did in his church... The same power he had in his church. His church becomes his dominion. He's king over his dominion. And we're kings and priests offering spiritual sacrifices of God. The fruits of our lips giving praise to his name. There you are. Messiahs. Messiahs. Little messiahs. Little anointed one. Anointed off of what? The main one. Oh, hallelujah. So if he is the Messiah, we are the Messiahs. We're under him as kings and priests. Well, he wouldn't make you a king if you didn't have something to reign over. What good is a king if he ain't got no kingdom? He's just a king by on paper. Many people are Christians just on paper. But he made us kings. Therefore, we have a dominion. Therefore, we have a right to go lay hands upon a sick person. And you better believe light's coming out of there. Light driving back that darkness. Hello, somebody. This is exactly what he did. He brought light to a dark hour when everything was all about the Romans and this and that and all things are going on. What was it? Light came. He's bringing light to a dark hour. In a dark time of a little family as they lost their brother, laying there in the dead four days, what did he do? Messiah come walking up. What was he doing? He's bringing light. If you could see as he spoke, Lazarus come forth. It was the same as he said, let there be. That's right. 
And that word said, let there be. And all of a sudden, stuff started happening. Things started forming. Maybe you wouldn't have seen it for a long time. I don't know how long it took. But even when you don't see him working, he's still working. Even when you don't feel him working, he's still working. Let there be. Could you imagine as he screamed out, Lazarus, come forth. I'm sure it sounded about like that right there. Quiet. But long way down the road, somewhere in another dimension, was a man walking and he heard a voice. And that voice started pulling him back. Because it was his name. It was who he was. He was in a cave somewhere, but he heard a voice. His body was laying there in a the cave, but he heard a voice. And all of a sudden, that body united back with that spirit. And he's manifested again. He comes walking out. He said, loose him and let him go. That's the same as some of you was walking along your own little journey, going down a way somewhere in a dark place, and you didn't know where you was going, who you was going to be, where you was going to end up. You thought, I'm just going to hell. That's just who I am. But all of a sudden, Lazarus, come forth. Hallelujah, Brother Vic, you heard it the other day. Vic, come forth. He's going his own way all of a sudden. Every one of you had that same experience. You was in a cave somewhere in a dark condition, but the voice of God spoke. And it may have been quiet for a moment. It may at least seem like nothing was happening, but the voice had done spoke. The devil couldn't hold that body no more. He couldn't hold it no more. I can imagine Satan trying to hold him with everything he had. But all of a sudden, things started popping. Bring him up. Going forward. And all of a sudden, lungs started coming back. Heart started coming back. Strength came to the legs. And he rose to his feet. Hallelujah. I'm looking at people today that was in the miry, mucky clay of the world in a hog pen somewhere. But God knew you never was a hog. You never was an old chicken in some barnyard. He had a voice. And that voice can pierce to the darkest of the darkest places. It can go down to the deepest of the deepest holes. It'll pierce through Satan's armor. It'll go through his blockades. It'll bankrupt heaven if it's got to. It's going to bring those seeds to life. And there ain't nothing the devil can do about it. Hallelujah. Amen. When Sister Atlanta's time for her healing had come and a voice had spoke, the devil tried everything he could do, but he found out, I ain't got enough. Hallelujah. He brought all he had. He tried to keep it from happening, but he found out, I don't have enough. Oh, hallelujah. And this bride is now an invincible army walking in step with onward Christian soldiers. And the devil's brought thousands times thousands times thousands of demons. And he's found out I ain't got enough. Hallelujah. 
I don't have enough. They still are overcoming. They still are rising up. The sick are still being healed. The dead are still being raised. I don't have enough. Hallelujah. And I'm here to tell him to his face tonight, Satan, you can't do nothing about it. There's a bride going in the rapture. Let there be light. Hallelujah. The same things he did is in his church. Oh, come on, somebody. The same power he had is in his church. And he's made us kings and priests. Therefore, he gives you something to reign over. Hallelujah. That's what the devil was created for. It's something for you to reign over. Your dominion. The word manifested. Jesus went about and did the signs of the Messiah. People blasphemed him. They blasphemed that great anointed king. How much more are they going to call? And he called him Beelzebub and whatever more. He said, they'll call you worse than that. Holy roller, holy jumper, he says something or another. They always got a scandal name for it because it comes from the devil. All right, we know where that came from. Comes from the devil. And they call them of his household that, those names. Oh, I'm glad to be of his household. And if they called him that, what would they call them of his household? He said, well, you know, Brother Branham, Jesus had the sign of the Messiah. How do you know what, what was the sign? Well, the Bible said when the Messiah come, he'd be a prophet. He'd show signs of the prophet. And the scripture teacher knows that. Moses said, the Lord your God shall raise a prophet. He said when he performed the sign showing himself, he told the woman she had five husbands. Sir, I perceive that a prophet. We know when the Messiah comes, he'll tell us all things. He said, I am he that speaks to you. She ran to the city. said, come see, isn't this the very Messiah? And Jesus, and he, he stopped right there. And he says, and Jesus said himself, if I do not the works of my father, and believe me not, if I claim to have the anointing and do not the works, it's because I'm not anointed. But if I'm anointed by him, it's not me that doeth the works of the father that dwelleth him. He doeth the works. And if I do not them works and don't believe me, but if I do them, believe me, that was for the Messiah. He said, but for the Messiahs, are you ready? He that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall he do also. Messiahs. He said, go into all the world and preach the gospel. And these signs shall follow the Messiahs. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. He that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. How far? To all the world. To who? Every creature. You say, well, that's only to the disciples. To the disciples? It's to all the world and to every creature. These signs shall follow them that believe. So if you believe, it's for you. Amen. But it's to bring a kingdom, an anointing. The Messiah, the anointed one, a king to deliver a kingship. You are kings and priests. Kings, priests to minister. A Messiah, Messiahs. His sign was to follow in all ages, reflecting his light, his presence with his kingdom people. And he says, 
He said he told he said this is he told Joshua. He told Joshua, everywhere the soles of your feet, the same sermon, has set that I'll give it to you. We enter into the kingdom, God's kingdom. And he said, we're going to take out all the Philistine unbelievers. Hello, somebody. All the Amorites and the Amalekites and whatsoever, and throw it out to, of us like that. We take possession. He said, oh, I love that. They say, they say who does? The Amalekites? The Amorites, the Philistines, say days of miracles are past. He said, you Amorite, get out of here. He said, I put, I put my footprint here. I'm going to take it over. We will see miracles. And I believe we have saw miracles. Well, he said, there's no such a thing as seeing visions. Get out of here, you Amalekite. I'm putting my foot there. I'm coming over. There you are. You're pressing out from that little button. You is to take it over the fibers of you, spreading out. God working through you, in you, around you. He said, "No wonder Elijah laid his body on that dead baby, and it came to life. It was God in that man. God took over. He was anointed. Jesus said he was every prophet of God in the Old Testament, anointed with the Holy Ghost. They were they were lesser lights. He was the fullness of God, being Messiah. They were Messiahettes, smaller Messiahs, for they were anointed with the same spirit he was the fullness we have we have many members he had in fullness but he said every man today that's received the true baptism of the holy ghost is anointed with the same spirit that jesus of nazareth had that went about doing good and healing the sick that makes me feel good to know he lives today He's manifested today. And when he's manifested, it brings total deliverance. I love this right here. He says, we want complete deliverance. We don't want to be a halfway church. We want to be a real church or no church at all. We want to be real Christians or no Christians at all. We want total deliverance from our habits, from our sins, from our evil thinking, from our evil doing, from our negligences, from whatever we've done. We want total deliverance so that when people come into this church to be prayed for, there'll be just this little group, maybe he said not over a hundred or two sitting here, but they'll be completely in the hands of God. Messiahs, completely in the hands of God. And when we pray, God will hear from heaven. God wants somebody that he can hold in his hands. Somebody he can say, I got confidence. I can send this, my sick servant, to the to Brown Tabernacle or even light it. Amen. And that group of people are in one accord. Something's got to happen. Hallelujah. He said, well, look what he does for us in the condition that we're in. Mercy. What would he do when we're in one heart and one accord? The only way we can do is to unify our hearts with brotherly love. Obey the office of the church, the pastor, the pastor obey God. And then the works, God's work through the pastor, through the board, down to the church, all together, one unit to the kingdom of God. Then God will hear. He said, then don't let nothing bother you. Don't be dismayed in anything. That's the kind of person God has ordained to take the land. 
Moses was complete. He was a man that wouldn't compromise. If there were stews and fusses and so forth, he didn't compromise. That's what God wants now. Pharaoh wanted to agree. Moses, you can go. Leave your children behind. Leave some of your cattle back there. That's the way the devil wants a Christian to come. It'll be all right for you just to join a church. I believe this, but don't you ever forgive Brother Jones. Don't you do right by your neighbor. Don't, don't give up your smoking, your drinking, your lying, your stealing, your fault finding, your backbiting. You don't have to do that. Just join the church. But we don't want compromisers. We don't want church joiners. Moses didn't want to be a compromiser. He wanted complete deliverance. He said, we're not leaving one hoof behind. Hallelujah. We'll take everything that belongs to us. What was it? Moses tried on his own. There had been a word given, but the word was a dead letter until he met the spirit of the word. And when he met the spirit of the word, he said, go tell Pharaoh, let my people go. Period. There wasn't no wiggle room in that. Wasn't going to tell Pharaoh he's got to let this family and that family and out of this family he can only he's got to let go the son and the daughter. He had a list this long, or probably fill this room two million people. That wasn't the list God gave him. He gave him just a few words. Go tell Pharaoh, let my people go. As we say, all. He makes it real simple. Devil, let my people go. I heal all their diseases. I forgive all their iniquities. And Moses got this contract with God. And he walked there and he said, let, he was now the word manifested. It came off paper because the promise had been given 400 years before. But the promise was just a letter laying in a book. Or maybe somebody had heard it, wrote it down as a promise. I don't know. But here he comes, the word manifested. It didn't come maybe how people thought it was going to come, but it came with power. And Moses wasn't going to take a halfway religion. We don't have to settle for a halfway religion. We're going all the way or we ain't going. But I'm going all the way. He said that's the way the church ought to be. He says, take everything that belongs to us. When we go to worship the Lord, he said, that's the way the church ought to be. We'll take righteousness. We'll take holiness. We'll take the Holy Spirit. We'll take, we'll, when we go to the altar, we'll be a real group. We'll leave nothing behind. We'll take everything. There won't be one hoof stay back here. You know, people can pray in such a way to the devil will have to give in. Yeah. Woo! <laughs> Hallelujah! He said that's the way Moses and his group did. They never got over there. But what if they got over there under the blood? You notice until they got under the blood, there was no total deliverance. But here he pulls them under the blood. Moses, he's completely now in the hands of God, totally delivered from the sheep herding to hurt God to herding God's sheep. He was totally delivered from himself, but people wasn't delivered. They was murmuring among them. But one night, God ordained a lamb to be killed, a type of Christ. And that blood was dipped in the hyssop, which 
which was a weed, common faith, put over the lintel, the door, and the post, that Israel now might become completely delivered with not one hoof left behind. And all that belongs to them was delivered. What was it? It was now the Word being made manifest. Their families, their loved ones, everyone was being delivered when they came under the blood. That's when the, what will happen when the church will be completely delivered. When they, everything comes to the blood, your sins are there. You're smoking, you're gambling, you're cheating, you're stealing. Everything is there. If you wrong somebody, you made it right and you bring it under the blood. Something just wouldn't let you do it no more. When yourself is completely, totally under the blood and now the word can be manifest and now there's total deliverance then you'll have freedom like you've never known before when everything's brought under the blood that was real deliverance and Jesus was completely totally man he could cry like a man he could eat like a man he could be tired like a man he could be totally man in his physical but in his spirit he was completely totally God and he was a word made manifest and his flesh was brought submissive to the spirit. We see him tempted like a man. Desires and temptations like we do. The Bible said he does. He was a man, not an angel. He was made lower than that. He was tempted like we were, but he was completely God. He proved it when he raised the dead. He proved it when he stopped nature and the roaring seas and the mighty winds and he spoke to trees and so forth and they obeyed him. That was God on the inside of him. He could have been man for he was man but he was totally and completely delivered himself as a man into the hands of God so he could be the manifested word for the service of God and it says we are men and women we're also Christians and he says if he is our example let us completely Deliver ourselves into the hands of the Holy Ghost. That we might be subjects of the kingdom of God. How many would say that, Lord, let me completely deliver myself into the hands of the Holy Ghost. Oh my, he says, Jesus, the word manifests... He said, when the word was made manifest, all the Jesus' works was complete. Everything was complete. Total deliverance. He totally delivered the leper from leprosy. He totally delivered the woman with the blood issue from her issue. He totally delivered the world from sin when he died on that day of atonement. He totally delivered the church. There's no need for us to live underprivileged people. There's no need for us to live in a defeated state. Because he defeated the devil and he took all the principalities and powers and subdued them under his feet. And they have no legal rights to rule over you. We are Christians filled with the Holy Ghost. We don't have the devil dictate to us. Christ delivered us. Total deliverance. Delivered us from evil. Delivered us from sin. Delivered us from habits. Delivered us from talking. Delivered us from blackguard. Delivered us from all kind of smutty things. He totally delivered us and put us into his holy hands. A complete, total deliverance. Therefore, he delivered us from our sickness. He delivered us from our sickness. Therefore, we have an abstract title deed that states, He was wounded for our transgressions. With His stripes we are healed. He is our healer. 
How many tonight's the manifested word of that scripture right there? He is our healer. That's why that poor little polio woman taking, trying to take care of a cancer-dying husband, she walked into the realms of a present God. And when she did, the doctors had done all she could, they could do, but she followed God's instructions and was totally delivered. The disciples had total deliverance because they were completely and totally filled with the Holy Ghost. They didn't just join a creed or, or shake a pastor's hand, have some little experience of jumping, shouting, speaking in tongues or something or other, and still have all these other strange act telling lies smoking cigarettes lusting after women in their lives no but they were totally delivered and God still delivers his people with his manifested word a word that lives we want total deliverance we want a church that's pure clean unadulterated washed in the blood of the Lamb, filled with the Holy Ghost, and signs and wonders and miracles. We want all of it. How many can make that personal declaration tonight? I want all of it. When I come into a service or at home or in my car, every day I want to completely deliver myself into the hands of the Holy Ghost. That's the kind of church God wants. A church completely delivered into the hands that he can hold them. He can direct them. He can lead them. He can guide them. Total deliverance. I'm looking forward to that day of total deliverance. That word will be made manifest. We shall all be changed. In a moment, in a twinkling of an eye. These old rags of humanity would drop off. We'll have a body like his own glorious body. Total deliverance. A manifested word. But we got to say, Lord, I want all of it. Jesus, no doubt, as he come to the garden, there was words that were easy to manifest. And there's words that's hard to manifest. You got to bring this old flesh into subjection. And that's what he did. He had to come and die to himself and say, not my will. But let your word be made manifest in me. You wrote it and it's got to be fulfilled. Here's your servant. How many can just bow your heads and say, Lord, here's your servant. Here I am. Here I am. Let your word be born in me, Lord. Let it work in me, Father. Complete, total deliverance. Hallelujah. Maybe you've heard your voice, or you've heard your name be called by the voice of God. Turn. And go towards it with everything you got. The word may manifest, the word made alive, living, breathing, visible. Let there be light. And the Son became the word manifested, vindicated that He's God. 
And every day testifies, he's still God. And if he's still God, he still heals. He still discerns hearts. He still delivers. He still works in his body. If he don't, he's not God. But he's here tonight. Working, moving, living, breathing body here on this earth. Hallelujah. Lord Jesus, Lord, let us just place our hands in the hands of the Holy Ghost, let our lives in the hands of the Holy Ghost, completely for total deliverance. Our heart longs for that day, Lord, of total deliverance. Lord, to those that have gone on will come back, and Lord, we'll go to meet you. What a day that'll be. Lord, your word's going to be manifested in somebody. There's going to be somebody that believes all the word. Lord, there's going to be somebody that discerns the spirits. There's going to be someone that speaks in tongues. There's going to be someone that prophesies. It's in the body. It's you, Lord. It's you working, moving, breathing, living the body of Christ. Lord, there's going to be those that live a life above reproach. There's going to be somebody that's filled with the Holy Ghost and so full of your spirit that the devil don't know what to do with them. Lord, there's going to be a people, Lord, that gets so under the unction and control of the Holy Ghost that the devil says like Pharaoh, get out of here. Leave. Move on. You're running my Eden. Oh, Father, let that be us today. The hands that were lifted all over this place, Lord, say, God, I want to put my hands, my life in your hands into your spirit to lead me, to guide me in every day. Lord, there'd be a young person here, Lord, that would say, let my life be in your hands to guide me to what I should do, Lord, how it's, what I should do for a living, where I should go. Let it be led, be led by the Spirit. Lord Jesus, for every heart we pray. In Jesus' name.